welcome back to Love, Life, and Legacy, a podcast dedicated to helping you win at the game of life and love and lineage. And today's episode, we're talking about anchors. Sammy and I are going into how to anchor yourself in the good when it seems like everything's going bad. Because there's a lot of wild stuff happening in this world. And a lot of people are being swept up in the tides of pessimism and fear and doubt because they don't really have a strong reason to stay positive. And so Sammy and I are going to go into some personal testimonies, but we're also going to give a little bit of tips on how you can develop your own anchors so that you can, no matter what's going on around you, stay positive and keep moving forward towards your North Star goals, towards building a life of sexual integrity and just being happy. Sound good? Let's go in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Andrew Robert Love, and this is... Sammy Ryama. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Last time I whipped out the full name, you almost had a heart attack. Yeah, so we'll stick with that. <laughs> so many letters and numbers and digits. Today, we're going to talk about anchors. And I really do have to define that for you because many different definitions and angles that you can take from this. But for us, what we're talking about is when we were at a crossroads, when our life could have gone one way or the other, there are certain things that we have in place in our lives that we've used, incorporated in order for us to go the good way, the productive way the healthy way that's led us to a life of sexual integrity and fulfilling marriages and better mental health, spiritual health. And so we want to get into some instances in our lives and some tools that we use because we want you to be able to have as much ammunition as possible when you're faced with the temptation to be negative or pessimistic or to give up on yourself or to give up on high noon or if you're going through our programs or to give up on your sexual integrity. Um, when there's so much temptation pushing you in the opposite direction, to be selfish, to be critical. Like, it's really good to have, like, Batman in the original 60s version. Sammy, I don't know if you were alive back then. I was just a young young man <laughs> in the 1960s. But there's yeah, an old... I know the utility belt. Yeah, famous, yeah. Famous yellow belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so bright. And it had, like, six pockets, but somehow it had a million different gadgets in it. Whatever he happened to need was in one of those six pockets. The main buckle was like a grappling hook, and he would like shoot it out <laughs> at stuff into it. <laughs> it would pull him by his waist towards wherever he needed to go. Perfect analogy. So this is, we want to give you a Batman tool belt that is, you know, for all different occasions, so that when your computer is telling you, "Hey, watch me, be distracted by me," you have internal ammunition. You have your internal Batman belt to get out of that scenario, to do something meaningful with your time, with your energy, with your mind, with your heart. So we want to get into that. Sammy, would you like to go first? What? No, you should start. I, I appreciate you wanting to balance okay. out us talking, but I, I think uh, it's good for you. <laughs> There's really definitely good. points in my life where I, where I blink and I realize I've been speaking for 20 minutes straight and <laughs> I think it's a disease. Well, one thing that I, I did want to mention that we spoke about earlier is like within Within relationships, it's like super important to understand what you're committed to in a relationship with yourself, with God, with other people, but specifically with me. Like I just thought about it because it was exactly a year ago today that there's a lot of tension in my family with my wife and like all three of my kids were sick back to back to back to back to back. To back. Like they all got sick twice in the same week, super high fevers. It was horrible. My wife and I were fighting 
constantly. In the heat of the moment, I said to her, if it weren't for the blessing and my commitment to the blessing, I don't know if I could keep this going right now. I just, I wasn't accusing her or anything. I was just saying, I, I have nothing in me personally to like human to human to, to be okay right now. But since my connection to our blessing is beyond just you and me, I can find the wherewithal to get through this difficult time. And so that's not just because I went to the blessing ceremony. It's my commitment prior to the blessing and all that I've invested into the blessing itself that allowed me to continue even when I was done. I, had, I was empty. If I was a car, my fuel tank was empty. I was on the side of the highway, right? But the blessing was like the tow truck that picked me up and took me to the next leg so that I could refuel and all that. That really saved us because we've, we've, that was exactly a year ago, I think to the day, honestly. And since then, we've had an amazing year. Absolutely, probably one of our best. And we would have never experienced that if, if I didn't have that really important tool in my tool chest. So that's one thing, you know. And again, it was from tool years. Tool belt, you mean? My belt, yeah. Your, your Batman belt. So that, that's one example that, that's really practical. It's like, you know, when you, when you have a belief set, Every time you engage with that belief, you're feeding it or you're starving it, right? By ignoring your prayer life or anything, it's it's either strengthening it because you're doing it or it's weakening it because you're not doing it. And so with, with our blessing, it's like I'm always trying to feed it with understanding and belief. And that helps me get through the times when practically it's unbearable, which it has been a few times, right? But we've been together like eight years. And of course, there's ups and downs and all sorts of stuff. But it's it's what are you committed to at the end of the day? You ready now, bro? Yeah, one one incident that comes to mind for me was about a year and a half ago now, and we were actually Hainan was touring in Korea, and we were in Yosu. That was one of the we're doing this tour, speaking in churches, different cities in the country, and one of the beautiful, most beautiful cities, and I think is Yosu. And um, we're staying at the church center there. Me and you had our own room, and I, I don't remember the details of it. We're fighting, uh, we're upset about something, arguing about something, and. I remember feeling so frustrated that I was I, I I was had this complaint. It's not accurate entirely, I think. But at the time, my perspective was that oh, I'm always the one that has to kind of make amends and say sorry first, and you know, like be the humble one, and you know, EU never does right. And I was just really annoyed and frustrated with that. And so, like, I I thought like I I'm clearly right here. She's in the wrong. And so we set up. I moved my futons like across the room or something. And so I was sleeping by myself. And I'm like, if she wants to, if she wants to make amends, she has to come here and, and <laughs> then I'll talk it out with her. But otherwise, I'm just going to, you know, F this. I'm just going to go to bed and you know, mind my own business. And then uh, I, so I, did, I was like that for a few minutes. And then I changed my mind, right? And then I was like, no, I don't want, I can't be like that. And for me, the thing that really got me was like, I don't know I where it got planted in my mind. I, I heard it from a bunch of places or something, but I just have, had this really, really strong mindset that there's no one-offs and that you always, everything is the be the beginning of a precedent for something, mm. right? I didn't want, there's two things. It's like one, one advice we heard was like, don't go to bed angry as a couple. Yeah. I try to always like work it out. So that was one thing that, that was on my mind that we, we tried to do really mm. diligently is that we'd all, we'd, even if it religiously, yeah, we, we would, we, even if we had to stay really late, we'd always just try to work some, work it out. And then the other one was of just like running away, right? And, you know, I don't want to, and just putting responsibility on the other person, on my wife and making her be the one that needs to make amends and fix things. And those, so those are two things that I didn't want to have in my relationship. 
And it was really hard for me to do. I was like so on my on my high horse about how right it was and how I was always one that had to, you know, to be humble and say she needs just for once, she needs to feel what it's like. And, you know, I get to be the, the king that has everyone serving his every whim. And so I anyway, there's a lot of pride going on. I just I just had to swallow that up and just like go to her and then she was giving me the cold shoulder and then so even in that moment again, I was like, you know, F this, you know, it's like, I'm trying to like be humble and she's just being a, a, a witch about it. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, and the second time I had to be humble and then we were able to talk about it. And, and I just was like letting her get out whatever she wanted to get out and her vent her frustrations. And then find, then we're able to kind of dig past all that and resolve what we needed to resolve. And I'm so glad I did that because like she told me that she was really scared actually that when when I went to sleep on my own and that I wasn't because you know I always would be the one that would come be first like hey I'm really sorry like that and she thought that oh if I'm if I'm not doing that now it means I like gave up on her marriage and she started yeah. to have all these these uh fears running through her mind. So that, anyway after hearing you talk it's it's one incident specifically that comes to mind and, and the anchor I guess that brought me through that was of like foresight, I guess uh, knowing the kind of relationship we wanted and and then knowing the dangers that were putting that at risk right sure. and, and just knowing that not not wanting to start down a direction right just and really that mindset of like there's no one-offs and they're just everything begin is the beginning of something and acts as a precedent or mm. a, a new habitual way of relating yeah that sounds like your anchor was a standard of communication right that's that's really important mm. like yeah you feel it so viscerally when you've breached a standard that you care about that you've been upholding it hurts Right, like if you if you never swear, that one time that you do swear it feels dirty. You wouldn't know anything right, yeah. about that, Sammy. All you do is swear. Apparently, <laughs> through that story we learned. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's really um, when you hold a, a standard and you have a relationship with it. It's like it really you feel it in your bones when you violate that standard. I would like to talk personally because I think there's a lot of single folks out there that would relate to this. But like, I am an extremely anxious person. I'm a paradox because I'm super anxious, plus I live a very high-risk lifestyle, <laughs> which doesn't really add up, right? So like traveling the world right now during a global pandemic with three little kids, lots of mosquitoes and whatever, you know, there's plenty of reason to freak out. But the anchor in that is I was having this conversation with somebody recently that if I didn't have meditation to calm my spirit, on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't have breath work to calm my stomach, because that's one thing, I hold a lot of tension and anxiety in my stomach. I know for a fact that I would be on a lot of medicine, let's say, you know, like prescription, like Xanax or whatever to calm me down. And that would grow into a pretty big problem. And I feel like I would have a lot of physical problems. I probably have acid reflux or something that would that starts in the stomach and due to stress and just your body being in, in, a, in a stressed out state constantly. That's been my anchor is like, even when I'm tired, I got to man. Even when I don't want to, I have to do some sort of breathing. I got to fit it in. Otherwise, I start to get sick. I start mentally or whatever. I can see I start getting more pessimistic or I start to physically get more tired or just I start to feel sick, you know, physically. And like without those anchors, my, my life would become very intolerable, I think and unmanageable. So if you have anxiety, know that there are many things that you can do to kind of train your nervous system to not react as much. And also there's things that you can do to your mind to not focus on 
all the trillions of things that could go wrong at any given instant and instead to focus on all the many things that can go right for you and to invest in that. Because for me, that's the only way that I've been able to live a fun life. Because otherwise, I'd be, I think I would be honestly like close to being bed bound by my anxiety since I was a little kid. Yeah. So for me, in my life now, I've got some like routines and habits to help me a lot, keep me anchored and clear. The problem is that I, I can name examples of times in my life when I didn't have that and I also managed fine. And so there, there's no one really glaringly, obviously consistent thing. Like I do, like exercise is a big thing, eating really well, having clear routines, all those. But then, you know, I can go through big periods where I don't do any of those and manage fairly well. I think part of it is knowing that it's a time period, right? It's not just my yeah. normal life. Like when we were traveling in Europe for like two months straight, nonstop, and we ate every, whatever people gave us, right? We had no <laughs> idea what our next meal was going to be. <laughs> yeah. And just seeing a lot of airplanes and on and trains and no, hardly any exercise. So, I mean, quite a bit of walking. And that was, it was exhilarating, right? It was a great time. But also knowing that that was just for a time period and then we'd be able to go back to normal. And so I'd say that's one thing is just, just knowing the cycle of things and what I'm experiencing now. Is this a long-term permanent thing that I need to do something about or, or is this like a stage? But, but anyway, but there's one thing that I can look, look on actually that I rely on when I need to feel at ease. And, and that's just like some kind of orderliness. It's like if I'm overwhelmed and like frustrated, flustered and unable to focus and all these sure. different things, then the thing that like reliably helps me is just like physical, maybe it's, maybe it's the physicality of it, like moving and like getting my mind off stuff, but like putting things in order to me, that's just incredible, especially, especially my house. Yeah. And just taking an hour just to like get all the dishes done and like put all the baby's toys away and put all the clothes, all the, you know, just make it look orderly and put everything in its right place. Yeah. That's something over the years and some form of another has tremendously helped me. And uh, maybe it's just the feeling of um, being in control of something mm. and that can be very empowering and supportive. Well, cause that's, that's funny. Cause I, I remember that tour as well. And I remember sometimes we were in very humble spaces to sleep in or sometimes nice places, but regardless, my suitcase and all my clothes were folded and organized as much as possible because that's the one thing that, that I could control. Like my backpack with a computer and my notes and all that, that was really orderly. And then my suitcase, because it's like, we can't control all the places we were in. Sometimes we were just on a couch, mm -hmm. but at least you could control that one area. And that gave you, that gave me definitely some, some anchor that mm -hmm. like, at least my own personal stuff, I know that it's not crammed into this space looking nasty and like when I open it, it's going to be confusing where's my underwear why is my underwear stuffed inside my shirt or whatever it's like I, I know where everything is in my suitcase and that's like you know people with OCD they touch things a lot of times because yeah. they, they just want to make sure that it's there or it just gives them a sense of comfort and right there's like a healthy version of that as well which is just knowing that mm. some aspect of your life is within your dominion you know, that's like, it's mm -hmm. from the biblical times. Like you want to have dominion over something for God's sake, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I wanted to say something too that probably you and I could both relate with and probably a lot of people listening to is an anchor for your virtuousness, like for your spirit, I guess, is that's why I love high noon because I can always give, I can always help somebody, you know? And in a time like this, when there's so many questions and society's going through so many changes politically, educationally like everything's kind of 
changing. And it's hard to find an anchor in anything. At least you can help somebody, right? You can give your time to somebody. And like that's, Han is giving that to us. And I think it's feeding us in a way that we just kind of take for granted because that's just what we do. But honestly, without this, if you and I were just working in stocks, <laughs> you know, day trading or I don't know, some job that we had no heart behind, I think we would be in a very different place mentally and spiritually. So just the mm -hmm. fact that we're able to give so much, I think is a real important anchor. And that's a shout out mm -hmm. to anybody who's being a facilitator or an AP. Like we'd love to hear how it, it anchors you. And if you aren't yet, we do challenge you to, yeah, take that up. We, it doesn't take much to become an accountability partner for somebody, but it gives you a lot by merely just helping to receive somebody's report every day and to give them words of encouragement. Actually, to know that somebody needs you is, is really important for, for your soul, you know? Yes. That's, I mean, that's a huge anchor and for me in that it provides perspective in a really clear way. Just mm -hmm. um, The more you're wrapped up in your own life, the more dramatic your difficulties seem. Yeah. <laughs> Versus, you know, when you're involved in other people's lives, you can put things in perspective really well. I think there's a lot of things to it. That's gratitude. It's kind of what I'm talking about. It helps you be grateful for what you have, but also knowing people will rely on you, right? And that you're needed in some way. That, that's that's very anchoring. Yeah, like the, there's an actual, you know, it makes a difference to somebody whether you're going to get out of bed or not. Yeah, I agree. And also, guys, like we, we know that a lot of people are going through a lot these days. And to ask somebody for accountability is giving them the gift of being responsible and for caring and to exercise that muscle. So a lot of people don't get an accountability partner for a variety of reasons. But one of them is they don't want to be a burden to another person. So please understand that it's, it's in many ways a gift to allow somebody the opportunity to be an accountability partner. So we really do encourage people to get an accountability partner and to become an accountability partner because that helps you grow a lot quickly. Got any more anchors there, buddy? Anything else that you want to mention? Routines. I mean, if, if I'm on my day-to-day -day life, routines help tremendously. Just having a clear schedule and having things to be excited about, things to look forward to. It's mm. like, even if it's Do you schedule like, those um, in or do you just find a way not, to not be really, excited so about much. the stuff that you're already doing? Yeah, well, okay. I'm talking about a few different things, but let me let me so talk about one. So just finding things to be excited about, like me and you have gotten really into walking, right? And so like we get we look forward to and like long walking, four, five, six, seven hour walkings with pushing the kids in the stroller. What are the kids um, doing like during the seven hours? Ten plus miles. There? Yeah. So our second one, Leo, he basically sleeps the whole time he's in the stroller. <laughs> um, and then Luna, she she you know, if we we go to the park or like on these trails on the river. So it's, it's safe. So we just let her out and run around and then we just stop. And, you know, we don't actually, we can't go anywhere when she's playing. Just, she just like basically walks in circles or back and forth and she, she doesn't go anywhere. So um, it's, a, it's kind of like a break for us. And then we'll put her back in the stroller. And she also likes just to sit and just watch and look at things. So we'll do that for like an hour or two and then we'll do, we'll take another break. Anyway, I digress. So really long distance walking. So that's like what we look forward to doing on the weekend. And then we just talk about like, oh, where, where we're going to go, right? And, and uh, we're going to do. And, and so as an example, that's what we're excited about now. And longer, longer term things, just having, knowing that we're, we're building towards something. And it can be like in a significant way, like my life, what it's building towards, but also just insignificant ways too. I think it's, they are really important to help us keep going. Mm. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely important to, have, to always have something to look forward to is, yeah, 
it compels us to get out of bed and to get through difficult stuff. Mm-hmm. For me, like having delicious breakfast and really good quality coffee is like a good anchor for even I'll get up super early just to have a coffee in silence. Because my kids definitely, I believe them to be members of the Chinese Communist Party. Because any time that I want to wake up early, they discover this somehow through the ether and they'll wake up earlier than me. And it's this kind of game <laughs> where they try to <laughs> try to not give me peace and quiet, but I'll, I'll just keep on stepping it up and wake up early. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, something to look forward to, even a little thing, even a little mm-hmm. habit. A nice chair. Mm-hmm. My wife for my wife, having a really nice reading chair was like an anchor of mm-hmm. peace for her. She had her, her place of solitude when the kids would go to bed. She would have her happy place. It would be her happy chair. Just mm. the perfect lighting, perfect little nook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of stuff makes 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 a huge difference. Like moments and spaces in order to mm-hmm. achieve calm and peace. That's mm-hmm. a big anchor when, when times are tough. To have some sort of reliable moment either through, yeah, the, some some of your physical senses. Yeah, I guess, I mean, uh, that's some good examples. Uh, we're just trying to pepper pepper the um, request that we're making of you to look at your life and see what anchors you already have in place and also the areas that you don't have an anchor in place because this is a, a very interesting world that we're presently in and it's very easy to get distracted and to focus on all of the many difficult or wrong things that are going poorly and that can consume you. And when it consumes you, you can start to see a dark cloud overshadowing all the possibilities in your life. And so that anchor is really to help let you see the sunshine again and to focus on all the many things that can go right and are going right for you. Because if you're listening to this podcast, you have ears, you have the internet, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of possibilities. So yeah, we just want to help you in your journey stay positive, and also create some very intentional anchors in your life so that you can always find calm even amidst the storm. Um, and we seem to be going through a very collective storm in our world. So we hope this helped. And we also would love to hear from you if you have any suggestions for things that worked for you. Because the more that people share, the more that uh, other people get ideas. And then we all create a culture based on winning together. Yeah. So email us or post on social media or post in your high noon groups different anchors that you have that are working or if you need some ideas we'll we'll be happy to help see you guys next time see you guys later hello everybody andrew love here for one last announcement and that is i encourage you to join our newsletter we don't spam people. We give you the goods. We give you good quality information once a week in your email. And so we send out newsletters probably Saturdays mid-morning on average. And these are filled with blogs, the latest content, everything you need to know in order to get through your week with high noon light. So let us light up your inbox. Join our newsletter by going to highnoon.org. It's all right there. It's super easy. We won't spam you. We just want to let you stay connected to this High Noon Providence. So go to highnoon.org and sign up for our newsletter.